0: Peace and love, peace and love, everyone. Welcome back to the Universal Love Movement. This is your host, Dr. Carl S. Moore, sending love and light. And uh, thank you for inviting me into your universe, the Y-O-U, uh, as we strive and to become loving, living universal vibrations. So that's the the L-U-V in the Universal Love Movement. So I, uh, to this episode is about emotional triggers, and I am... I've been wanting to do this one for a while, but time and space haven't allowed me to. And in our society that we live in right now, I see less and less agency over our own uh, emotions or feelings rather, and more and more of uh, it being controlled by whatever narrative is being promoted. Now the narrative could very well be, and we're not saying it's false, it could very well be true or, or what have you, but, the agency is uh, an interesting thing. So, when we look at, you know, emotions, I uh, or I'm sorry, emotional triggers, it made me think of this uh, episode that I was watching. as the Carmichael? I forgot. It was an interview, maybe, and he was saying how we, it would be benefit us. It would benefit us to not have as many buttons. So my mind went with this, uh, and it made me think of what I've been promoting in my diversity, equity, inclusion work and as a mentor and life coach and all these things of, you know, recognizing one's emotions and feelings and what have you, but not having that feeling or emotion take over you, right? So we live in a and that's the buttons, right? Having so many buttons for people to press. Some people may see it as, uh, especially in the Western society, uh, as, uh, don't have emotions, you know, or feelings. And that's not definitely not the case. Emotions and feelings, emotions are actually superpowers, which is another episode that uh, w- individuals who don't emote or aren't in, in tune don't have access to. But there is this separation, right, between a natural emotive response or what one's feeling. Um, and I know those have different meaning for those who you may want to get into the weeds. Uh, there's a difference between what you what actually comes to you naturally and what you do with it so that is that is the, the the real important piece so if we if we go by you know the fundamental difference between like feelings and emotions is that feelings are experienced like consciously and then you know, emotions are manifest, uh, either consciously or subconsciously. So the emotions and feelings are very, very important pieces. Because if like I have, if I'm a kid and I fall on the ground and, um, what's the, the part about it, actual hurting, there's something, sensation going through my body. What's the part about me knowing to cry, right? So that there's a response. And there's a lot about it being okay to cry, you know, even if you're wanting a response. And there's a lot about the the feeling. And I know now that there's certain things that would happen to me that I may not cry about, but I may still need to allow myself time to feel as it relates to socially. But then when we look at our reality that we live in in our society, think to yourself how much agency you have over your emotions. And or feelings, right? When something happens to you, and um, who does that serve, right? I, I I personally like to say that the emotions are your body and the mind is your feelings, right? So the emotions, like the physical response, and I think we should always honor that. But the mind and how you feel about it, right? What you feel though we have this thing of, oh, respect and honor your feelings, it's super important to recognize that those feelings may very well be programmed. So if I enter something, a situation where it's a, someone is, says a, calls me a name like Tootie Man or something like that, right? (laughs) I don't know. And the, it's, the interplay is very interesting because everyone's not going to feel the same uh or have the same emotion based off of that or even feel the same way like you know based off of that because the it's kind of like sticks and stones may break your bones but words never hurt you kind of thing but how much of that is learned and how much of that is actual a natural human response so i was just telling my daughter a week ago um Around, uh, because she's, she's in, um, kindergarten and Montessori program. And, you know, she's like, you know, but they were, t- cause she was at soccer actually. And, you know, one of the little kids was in, I saw them kind of grappling and, you know, I don't save the day. I was kind of looking and went over there, talked to them afterwards. But she, um, said he called me names and I'm like, ignore him. <laughs> you know, why are you paying, why are you paying him any attention? Um, but before you know, as, as a, because I know it was frustrating to her and she talked to me more about how you're feeling. Why is it hurt you? We talked about those things, but the being able to be, uh, aware of what is there, but recognizing that that doesn't have to be the natural response is where, so the same thing for us, right? When we deal with, what if we lived in a society where something like racism, homophobia, transphobia, any of the isms um, became something in which we didn't have buttons or triggers around. You know, I, you know, in some ways it could not be some people would be as motivated because sometimes the, the pain and the feelings motivate us, right? The, uh, to do to do. Uh, but what if we were to I'm just I'm curious about what happens if we're able to notice things that are not necessarily uh, right or, uh, 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 or or not ideal treatment for us or others? stand up for those things, but not have those things take control of us, you know, unlike uncontrollable rage or uncontrollable buttons that triggers that we are constantly at the victim a victim to, circumstance right so I think about walking around and if you think about two different people right one person walks around and they have these triggers because you know if someone at the uh calls them a name or does whatever or behaves in a certain way you have that person then they are not necessarily have agency over their own so we talk about emotional intelligence or whatever their own life, because anything can happen at a given time during the day from the, the waiter, the waitress to the person in line or what have you. And they could be triggered by so many different folks, whereas another person could have more agency. It's not like they don't notice those things, uh, but they are in control or have more um, agency over how they would respond. Right. So for me, that's the that's my wish or hope or and curiosity around what it would look like for us as people who are you know, uh, dealing with uh, extreme, you know, um, racial reckoning and social uh, heightened attention to social justice. If the equation and reaction to these things were more um, recognizing the feeling in a deep way, right? We're not talking about just totally cerebral, but what we do with those feelings, Right. Whether it's communicating them and then mobilizing and taking action, we're not reactive, but more responsive and proactive. Right. Responsive to how we want to be uh, based off of our goals. You know, what's creative, our values and principles. And there is a, a model. It's the um, Franco. Victor Franco believes the name model of uh, stimulus and response and uh, anything's a stimulus outside of your body but you know whether someone says something or there's an event or there's a something you learn about you know uh, on television that uh, injustice or what have you that's the stimulus but how can our response be one that aligns with the principles that we still seek right so for example some of the social justice movements now as of late which is there's plenty of them and and it makes sense that it, it only to the end of we're promoting that there's like you know Equal treatment and, and uh, fair treatment and humane treatment of others, but you know any other thing becomes just a movement in itself to to move right. You know, um, but you know no judgment with all those things. It's 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 all it's all needed. Uh, another episode that you'll hear later is the um, you know uh, what all all <laughs> I forgot the name of the title. I have to look back at it, but it's all valid. Oh, all the soldiers and all the soldiers and uh branches in the battle that's what it's called. <laughs> but in any case, when we are going m- more towards whatever end, the feelings and the emotions can then be leveraged and utilized. One of the things that I used to mention a lot, but I don't mention as much anymore, but it's this bull of Matador. Bull is. Very strong, a lot stronger than the matador. If you're thinking of Spanish bullfighting or whatever, what they wave red in front of the bull or anger it, right? And then, of course, the bull. In some instances, it wins, but through the anger. But in most cases, the probability at the is that the matador is going to win because if it has this uh, mat, it 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 has this bull, this creature run, operating off of emotion. So when I learned earlier in my life, like, you know, when you let your emotions become motion, right, that's the thing. And, it, and you know, it's a very slippery slope, because some of the oppression is that, oh, don't have emotions. And my what I'm saying with this is that have them have emotions more, right, like recognize your emotions more, but the feelings, what you feel and what you think and cognitively recognize the subconscious uh, can be controlling. So you've been kind of We could be told this is how you have to react when this happens versus this is how you want to react. And that sometimes just takes a pause, right? It takes a pause and recognizing what is there and what one wants to do and is what one wants to do based off of one's principles, ego or, you know, so there's a there's a large piece with that. So when we say emotional triggers or if I were to say something like, you know, consider not having as many buttons so we're talking about because as me, as I'm a, I'm a black man, identified, you know, African-American, the race black piece is very interesting as of late. But when it comes to how people are viewing me and what they think I should be angered and enraged about versus what not. And if I were to walk around and people were to call me whatever kind of derogatory names that they feel, I would kind of feel like my daughter again, like. I, I would, but with my mind, right? But in my daughter's shoes, like, are you serious? You, are you really calling names? That doesn't... It, it, it would be almost a little comical, but not in a condescending way to the other person. But, like, this is really happening as adults. It's one of those things of, like... I don't know if you could relate to a situation where you, are like, you squint your brow. And you're like, wow, that really happened. It's just very unfathomable. Now, when things like that happen to me, it becomes... When something unfathomable happens or something that you feel is, like... Beyond uh, or not on the frequency of maturity that you know we should all be at or whatever, it's just kind of just like oh. Uh. Now I usually don't get mad at those things. I'm just like a little bit more. Um, I'm not even disappointed. I don't have expectations for for folks, but I'm more so noticing. Wow, this is this is happening, but it's more of control over not over my um, of feelings or whatever I'm having at at that moment or emotions, but not letting it linger to become something that I think it should be because I've seen on television that if someone calls me a name or says something that I should be mad now (laughs) I it's not like I don't get mad or frustrated on things I don't have my triggers but the goal is to have agency because I notice the more agency that I have the more in tune and less fearful I will be of having emotions and then you know it's the more of the not letting those emotions become motion to a detrimental end to myself or others so this is uh, Dr. Carl S. Moore. this is the Universal love movement. We're inviting you to consider what emotional triggers you have uh, especially as it relates to anything in life even when we're all green if we are all green and it's not you know uh, heavily charged with racial or uh, justice tied to one's um, identity group or socially constructed or not socially constructed so identity group which many of them are constructed and then we are told how to think about them. But how to how to see that and recognize it, but still move towards creating great outcomes for yourself and others, if you so choose. Uh, for me, part of my existence is is bound in the in promoting greater outcomes for others, right? The you know so that people that may not have as much agency over their emotions and feelings or what have you, they don't they have a space where they don't have to be, think about in that way or having so much agency that's of course what we're going to promote but in the meantime there's there's a a lot more of a gain that we can all individually have from being you know captains and you know uh of our ship you know uh you know gods goddesses of our our plight you know um you know managers of our destiny and what we're feeling and thinking this is the Universal Love Movement, and I thank you for tuning in to another episode of Love and Light.